My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, and wow, it feels really nice to have warmth in my home again and to be able to talk into my microphone and record this podcast for you. It has been very cold here in Austin, Texas. If you've been hearing about this, it's all over the news right now. There's been blackouts and record low temperatures happening right now in Texas, and I'm right in the middle of that in Austin, Texas, sort of the center, uh, central Texas area, hill country. So it gets very cold here this year, which is not usually what happens. It usually gets very hot here this uh, part of the world, but we have had very cold weather, and I learned some very interesting astrological factors to do with that, some oversights that I made, uh, and I actually talked about some things to do with this transit that's happening. But I missed, I didn't know this part about Texas history. So learn something and I'll share that today in this episode. I'm going to talk about the transits coming up this week, which I would have done on Monday. But fortunately, we haven't had any planetary transits of significance uh, in this couple days that I've been away. So grateful to be back and able to record again and catch up on my work. So I'm going to talk about uh, the stellium pileup that I mentioned was happening this past week of all these planets in Capricorn and some interesting things I saw about how this relates to the blackouts and the cold weather. I'll talk about the Rahu and K2 transit and how that played into all of this. And then this week, we've got a few transits coming up this week and I'll talk a little bit about next week as well. And hopefully power will stay on throughout this recording and I won't have to redo this and I'll be able to just continue back into my flow of things. I really appreciate having electricity now. This is something that happens when we lose something. We often appreciate it even more. And uh, it's important not to take these things for granted, that we get to have access to technology and power, electricity. This is amazing. It's a really a wonderful thing when I've been sitting in the dark in very cold temperatures for the last few days under all of my blankets and using all of my candles, trying to spread it out. Because they didn't tell us when the power would be back on. They just said, we're working on it. And the next day, we're working on it. And the next day, we're working on it. And I finally did go to a friend's house, so that helped a lot. And I was able to get a warm room and a place to sleep that wasn't freezing cold. And of course, very privileged. I'm in very luxurious life compared to the majority of the world just to be able to have electricity. I understand that's a really wonderful thing and I don't take that for granted. Uh, but grateful to people willing to help. There's been a lot of really generous people all throughout Austin and Texas that have been helping people uh, get food, shelter, and what they need. Uh, lots of uh, the shelves are empty here. Imagine the supermarket's completely empty. That's what's happened here in Central Market, one of our big local uh, grocery stores. Even Whole Foods stores, shelves just completely empty because their power went out, so they weren't able to keep their perishable stuff uh, in the refrigerated and frozen sections. So completely empty in the stores. So it's kind of uh, apocalyptic. But uh, again, we live in a first world country here in the U.S., so I'm incredibly grateful for that. But enough about me personally for now. I'll talk about this stellium pileup. So seven planets in the sign of Capricorn. This hasn't happened in 59 years since 1962, as I've been talking about. And wouldn't you know, 
The coldest temperature on record here in Austin, Texas, where I live, was in January 1962. So just before this stellium that I've been talking about recently, saying, okay, last time this happened was 62, talking about the significant things going on. But one of them I didn't know was this cold temperature in Austin, the coldest on record in Camp Mabry, which is a, a military base here in Austin, Texas. And that there was this Arctic outbreak in Texas in January 1962. $50 million loss in agriculture, which we've had a lot of loss. I don't know the number. It'll probably come out in a few months or so, or even weeks of how much uh, loss we've had just in the food uh, that was all the grocery stores having to throw away food. So uh, fortunately, some of them have just put it in their back of their building and people have been able to come and pick it up. But not everybody has a freezer to freeze it. Still right now, as I'm recording this, not everybody's back online but a lot of people are, fortunately, and mine just came on today, so I'm really grateful for that. But yeah, this was a, this stellium happened in that, or just after this outbreak, so it wasn't exactly right, but just after this Arctic outbreak in 1962, which I've been talking about that year in February 1962, saying we're going to have some of that similar energy, and lo and behold, we certainly have. So also, as I've talked about on a personal level, this is a time of a gateway of where are you going in life? Who are you? Why are you here? What do you want to be doing? How do you want to be serving the world? As Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and Saturn is the servant. And it's always impelling us to be of service to others. So like right now in, in Central Texas, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities. I'll be going to help out tomorrow now that I've been helped out and I'm back into my warm home and there's a lot of people who still are in need and Saturn is asking you right now in your life how are you serving others just as I've said MLK's quote the most pressing and relevant question in life is how are we serving others and Saturn in Capricorn is giving us a new start with that Mercury's been going retrogrades this is the time for review reflection revising revisiting revamping projects but now it goes direct later this week, as I'll talk about. But with this stellium, it's this huge pileup of energy in Capricorn. Capricorn is all to do with our structures, our routines, our disciplines, our patience in life. And how are we building our foundation? What foundation are we building on? And what do we want to create going forward? So assess that for yourself. Look into that for yourself. Is there a project you've been kind of working at or is there a new direction you're wanting to go as we move into this mercury direct period after this week now it's move ahead it's i've been saying in the last couple of weeks not the time to push forward on brand new things it's the time to get clearer and deeper on things that you've already got going close open cycles if you got piles of i have a physical inbox i call it right like my mail any sort of notes things that are just sort of I let them pile up for a while, and then by Mercury retrograde, that's when I make sure I'm fully cleared all that stuff out. Uh, old forms, papers, anything that's you know that's uh, closing a loop. This is the time to do that. And then you move forward, and you've got all this space, cleaning the house, organizing, feng shui. This all clears space, so you can move forward after this week. But have you felt a shift? Did you get a message? I certainly had some really interesting messages come through uh, that I was not really 
directly looking for, but some interesting uh, guidance and support and uh, downloads from friends and people and insights and clarity on possible directions to go forward on some things, uh, but not taking any action on that yet. Waiting for the Mercury Direct. And of course, Mercury Retrograde is technological issues. I had a few little hiccups, but of course, having a blackout is a pretty extreme version of that and not being able to really work because all my computers on, or my, all my work's on my desktop computer, which uh, is a pain to haul around anywhere. So got behind on work. And that's Mercury Retrograde is delays, setbacks with Capricorn, especially being in Capricorn, delays and setbacks in your work and your structures. But now that starts to move forward after this week, not just for me here in Texas. I know I'm not the only uh, person in the world who's got things going on. There's lots of stuff going on besides blackouts in the world, but still that retrograde energy is not the best time for signing contracts. And even on a TV show, I saw this, you know, there's this whole thing of like signing a contract, but it was the, not the contract they thought it was signing. And this whole thing, it's just funny how that plays out. That's the kind of stuff that Mercury retrograde brings us. But now we move forward. And other thing I wanted to say about uh, this, what I realized in these blackouts is that it's something that's happened anytime in the past. There's been major ones. There's other times that there's been blackouts, but there's been major ones during this Rahu and K2 exalted period. So Rahu's in Taurus, K2's in Scorpio. That's been going on since September of 2020, and it will continue for several more months. Uh, and as I said, we had a shift in the nakshatras this past week, which I will do an episode about. I'm behind on my work, as you know, so I'll catch up on that. But Rahu and Taurus, K2 and Scorpio are considered exalted. Rahu is the north node of the moon, K2 is the south node of the moon. And when they've been here before in the past, almost every time in our recorded history of blackouts, we only go back to the 60s with those uh, recordings, but... 1965, the Northeastern Blackout, 30 million people affected. 2003, another Northeastern Blackout, 45 million people affected. And this year, 2021, Texas is not the only place to have a blackout. So we had 51% of our state was affected by this. And hopefully we're getting through the clear of it. Our weather is going to go up this weekend. So hopefully we're getting to the end of it right now. But 51% of the state was affected, over 15 million people. But in January, just last month, I did not know about this, of course, because of my own sort of central looking at the world from my perspective. I wasn't aware that in Pakistan, there was a massive blackout. 80 or 90% of their population was affected by this, 200 million people. That was just last month in January. Of course, that too was during this Rahu and Ketu exalted period. So that was something I was not aware of and didn't notice, didn't look for that in patterns, didn't see that pattern, but it's there. And now I know in 18 years, next time Rahu and K2 are here, we can expect some sort of significant blackout to happen. And uh, those first two, 65 and 03, those are in the northeast of the U.S. But this one in January in Pakistan, 90% uh, of the population. And this one in February, just this past week, and right now here in Texas, 15 million people affected. So interesting pattern there. And I did see some other patterns with blackouts. And this is the kind of thing that happens. If something happens in my life I can learn from, what can we learn from astrology? How can we see these patterns playing out? And there were some other patterns I caught on there uh, that didn't have to do with this particular period that I will use for future reference. 
But uh, Rahu, it is depicted as a head without a body, a head eating the sun, and the sun just passes right through it. What is a blackout? It's the, the electricity, the light, the sun, to a degree in our homes, right? We, if we, uh, the sun goes down at the end of the day and we have no lights on, there's no light. But we can turn lights on with the power, but Rahu can consume that power. It can consume the sun, but it does pass through and it doesn't hold. So interesting little thing to notice there. K2 in Scorpio is the depths, the darkness, the dark side of things. So K2 being exalted and strong in Scorpio brings us into darkness. And that's usually metaphorical darkness, symbolic darkness, like Carl Jung talks about going into understanding our shadow and our dark side which we can certainly do when the power is out. It's like going back in time to a degree. But this transit is another way of this basically Rahu eating the sun because it's very strong and K2 bringing us into darkness because it's very strong. And we get to learn lessons by going into that darkness. Last thing of note here is this is a Kala Sarpa Yoga, which I haven't talked much about here, but basically this means that all of the planets are between Rahu and K2. So they're not spread out all over the sky. They're basically hemmed in by Rahu and Ketu. Now this isn't the most rare or the most common thing, but it does happen and it is happening now. And all the planets are moving towards Rahu. You could think of the Ouroboros, the, the snake eating its own tail. Kala Sarpa means time serpent yoga. So the yoga is a combination of planets, a relationship of planets. Kala Sarpa, the time serpent. So we think of time always moving forward, a serpent sort of slithering on its belly. And this combination essentially, it's a time that reminds us of what is missing in our lives and what's needed to find harmony and balance in our lives. And this can be a kind of intense time. It can be an extreme time as we've seen with the blackouts. Uh, this isn't always a, a pattern for blackouts, but that's happened here. Uh, but this is a time with that stellium in, in Capricorn, especially to be thinking about where are we going in life? How is time flowing in our lives? And the serpent energies, the kundalini energy, the spiritual awakening energy, how is that unfolding in our lives? What are we evolving towards? Who are we becoming? To think about these things, to meditate on these things. And we're moving towards the more materialistic side of this with Rahu and Taurus. How are we creating security and stability in our lives? How are our wealth? How's our wealth and our assets? How are we building these things? And it's moving away from K2, the more spiritual side of this, for now in this transit. So it's a time to think about more practical needs. And of course, again, things like a blackout is very, very practical, like needing food, shelter, and warmth. Uh, but and if you're not particularly affected by that at all, just your own material needs. Do you have the food, shelter, and warmth that you want? Do you have the basic needs met that you want? Friendship, of relationships, of how you're spending your time. How is your, is your time like slipping away like a slippery sl serpent? Or is your time being directed towards a spiritual purpose like the kundalini awakening up the spine towards the crown chakra, this sort of awakening energy towards a spiritual awakening? So this is a time that's calling us to reflect on that and notice if there is something missing in our lives that's not helping us move in that direction or if something that's getting on our way that's creating a disharmony or imbalance. 
And this can be intense. This can be a time where you get powerful messages in dreams or from friends or from spiritual practices like yoga meditation or uh, divination like uh, tarot cards or any sort of uh, process like that that helps you get some sort of reflection, astrology readings. Right? So this is a great time for that kind of mystical, deeper work, but moving more towards the practical needs of your life. Moving forward into the practical transits of this week ahead, we have on Saturday the 20th, Venus moves into Aquarius, and also Mercury goes direct in Capricorn. So I got, I got lucky this week that my blackout happened and there was no big transits, uh, so they're just still coming up in the next couple of days here. Venus in Aquarius on the 20th and Mercury direct in Capricorn on the 20th. So when Venus goes into Aquarius... We think of Venus, relationships, love, intimacy, what do we appreciate, arts, music, and Aquarius is this progressive, idealistic, sort of thinking about the future and what does everybody else need, altruism. So this can make somebody who's like a very dependable friend, and uh, if this was in a birth chart, but by transit, this can make you want to reach out and how can you help friends? How can you be of service to your friends? As Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, which is about service. And this gives you this interest in uh, more progressive kind of music and entertainment and art. And maybe improving your home and beautifying your home and bringing your ideas into your home. Maybe you make a beautiful vision board uh, about your ideals for your goals this year. This can give you a structured approach to love and relationships so Aquarius gives you ideas and insights, and it's ruled by Saturn again, which is again is service. So how can you be of service to your partner? And when we focus on giving love, we end up having so much in ourselves to give that we are receiving love just by giving it. So if we want to feel love, we give love and we share it. So this is one of the most powerful ways to work with this, but it can bring us into fantasies and getting us sort of loved, our love in sort of lost causes or things that aren't really going to be of service, overly idealistic or unconventional about love and relationships, can end up uh, creating dysfunction in the relationship by focusing too much on these ideals. So keep it practical and grounded with all this energy moving towards Rahu, as I mentioned, and Rahu and Taurus. And just be practical and grounded, but still, it's good to have these ideals and values and uh, focus on what you can create in whatever you love. It doesn't have to be in a relationship if you're single and your expression of love and your art and beauty and uh, the beauty in your home, but finding this practical expression of your ideals. Vision board's a great way to do that or taking specific actions towards serving your friends, like reaching out to a friend and see how you can help them. Like MLK Jr. has Venus and Aquarius in his chart. So very focused on service and generosity to others. Uh, and all the people I know personally who have this are really awesome people, great friends, very generous, very caring, giving people. And then we have Mercury going direct in Capricorn. So yes, now the time to move forward. Mercury's been going retrograde for three weeks, as it does all the time, three or four times a year. Not a big deal. It's a great time for reflection, review, but now we can start to move forward this Saturday. And that's why when I was seeing all this stuff, okay, maybe one day of blackouts, okay, and then the next day, oh, maybe another day. 
after two days of that, I was like, okay, they're just going to keep pushing this to Saturday because Saturday is when the weather starts to clear up, but it's also when Mercury goes direct. And there's all these miscommunications, oversights, misdirections, and that all starts to clear up on a very practical level here in Austin with the power. But in whatever issues you've been working with, it starts to clear up this Saturday and move forward in Capricorn. And this is very purposeful kind of energy where we start to think about what is our duty? How can we be logical and practical and take action towards our duty and be of service in our work and our actions? Mercury represents business, anything quick moving, communication, email. Now we start to get more structure in that and take more action in that. It's not going to be here super long in Capricorn. So if there are some practical foundational things to take care of, do that, then it moves forward into Aquarius, which is more progressive and idealistic again with Venus. So it's a great time for communication and relationships about your ideals and values or getting clear on those ideals and values that you have for yourself of your ideal relationship. Lots of very awesome people have this placement as well with Mercury and Capricorn. Oprah Winfrey is a good example. Her communication is very clear and direct and grounded. She's very Mercury communication, Capricorn, it's practicality and earthiness. And uh, other people, lots of people I know have this uh, very good at business, very grounded, uh, very good at step-by-step -step work and structure in their thinking and even restricted thinking in a good way of how can we set some parameters and boundaries on how we're approaching this issue and work more effectively and efficiently in this work. So for example, if you have a project like you want to have a YouTube channel or maybe you have a website or a blog, break it down into steps and little bite-sized chunks. Okay, what focus, what are you going to focus on? What niche are you going to talk about? Or what topic are you going to focus on? Or any of your work that you're doing, if it's a garden, you know, what kind of plants are you going to grow? Everything's a little more structured and focused in your thinking and your communication and the way that you approach your business. And then finally, next week, we'll talk about Mars going into Taurus out of its own sign of Aries and then a full moon in Leo on Saturday the 27th to close out this month. And then we'll have the next monthly horoscope for March 2021. As I shared on the uh, membership group, there's this uh, sign that they have in Austin. This restaurant always puts out these really funny signs. And they said, uh, 2020, more like, or sorry, it's 2021, more like 2020 and a half. And that's the kind of vibe that we've had all going all this year because Capricorn, Saturn's still in Capricorn all year. And we've had this Mercury retrograde that doesn't help with that. Uh, so it's this feeling like, okay, when are we going to get out of this sort of heaviness of the whole 2020 vibe? It's likely to persist throughout the rest of the year. As I've said, it will start to let up. Jupiter has been debilitated throughout this whole week and uh, for quite a while now, and it will move forward into Aquarius shortly. So that will start to let up, but we still got a little while for that. And there's no rush. Time unravels at the pace that it needs to. Our karma unfolds at the pace it needs to. We're here to learn lessons. Let's enjoy the journey. There's no destination we're really trying to get to. This is it. We're in this journey. We're in these ups and downs, these highs and lows. You know, when my power went out, the first thing I thought was remembering all my meditation practices. Like, how can I just use this as a time to connect what it feels like to just be without so much technology all the time? to be more in touch with what it was like to live 200 years ago 
or even right now in places where they don't have electricity so freely and just be with my thoughts, be with my feelings, which is pretty uncomfortable when it's so cold, but just to be present and just to be okay with whatever arises. Okay, you know, this happened. What can we do next? And try to take the next step and go from there. So hope you found this helpful and hope you have a good week yourself. Take care and hope you are healthy and well. If you have any questions, please reach out to jeremy at quietmind.yoga for uh, any email inquiries and you can schedule a reading. Yes, I got to get back into doing readings today with my power back on. Thank you. And uh, you can schedule readings at quietmindastrology.com and also check out the membership and even the uh, foundational course. If you want to learn about the planets, signs, and houses, and what it all means, it's all there at quietmindastrology.com. Thank you for listening, and hope you have a great rest of your week.